There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the DC streaming service and the CW channel. I'm Steve. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And joining us today, we have a special guest all the way from the nerd element, Kim. Hi, guys. Hey, it's been a Kim. long time. <laughs> Thanks it's for having nice. me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're so happy to have Kim join us today. A little sad because Dave couldn't be here to put his tinfoil hat theories like head to head with Kim. Yeah. Kim has had some good ones in the past. Kim has joined us on several podcasts in the past. And like I said, she's from the nerd element. So if you want to hear her own theories for other shows, you can head over there and visit her as well. Thank but, you for that <laughs> But today we'll, we'll don our own tinfoil hats and talk about episode 12. Steve, take us away. All right. Episode 12, Stars and Stripe, Part 1. With the ISA on their trail, Courtney, Pat, and the team regroup to figure out their next steps. Meanwhile, Rick makes a breakthrough and the team prepares for a showdown with the ISA. Toa Frazier directed the episode written by Melissa Carter. Oh my gosh. So, I don't know. There was so much going on in this episode and so many moments where I'm like, come on! (laughs) I watched it with my husband and he was like, wait, it's almost over already? How many episodes was this? Like five? I'm like, no, honey, we're on 12. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, wait, really? So even he has been so sucked in. It's like you don't even realize where you are in the series. And although he brought up the same thing, I think we've all brought up like, are we ever going to find out anything about that pen that was giggling or any of the other? Gosh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, the pen, I think, is still at the house, by the way. Right. Or yeah, any the of the pen and all the rest of the stuff that Courtney took from the JSA yeah. HQ is in that bag in her storage. Well, I feel like that ended up coming with, which we'll get there. But like the pen, I think she totally forgot about. Right. Probably. That's why I feel like it's like it was a set, like a, not a big setup, but almost like spotlight on this and then poof, it disappeared. Right. No, the same with the Green Lantern's lantern sparking there for an episode. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we're not going to get anything now until next season. And that's like, come on, at least give me a little bit more. Go back to the pens and just feel like, I don't know, have somebody look at her pen case or whatever, her cup, something. Anyway, I've gone all off track already. Big surprise. Let's right. start at the beginning. Yes, over at the Whitmore Dugan home, Courtney and Barbara raced to pack, with Courtney even getting her mom's okay to bring the staff. Uh, that was cute. Sorry, that was coming no matter what. Yeah. You, you can say no, Mom. We need it to live. Yeah. Right? And when Mike quizzes his dad at the auto shop about who takes kids out of school in November for a camping trip, 
Yeah, I think some people do around Thanksgiving, but... Oh, I guess Twilight, but that's all another thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Pat tries to build up to some serious truth-telling, but Mike is too fixated on the Chekhov's power drill. So, Pat yells at him to put that down and listen to me, and Mike gets all obstinate and declares himself tired of being treated like a little kid and stomps away. And right there, I'm like, well... Yes, you stomp off. <laughs> Stop treating me like a kid. I don't want to listen. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. This is exactly what is happening. You are acting like a child. This is back to the mic that I wanted to slap in the mouth. Right. Yeah. Like right back to that first episode where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you, he was acting like a, a two or three year old. Definitely. Yes. He needs to use his word. He's. You can tell he's like really irritated that this Courtney and and his dad have this bond, and he he's feeling left out. But he's not adequately saying that he needs to. You want to be like treated like an adult. You got to speak like one. Yeah. <laughs> then Pat gets a creepy visit from bat welding crusher who admits his low-key gym buddy shocked the hell out of him, being the pilot of a giant superhero robot. <laughs> Do you guys think that he realized who he was immediately? No. No, no not when not, he first met him at the gym. Mentioned. Yeah. Okay. That's what he mentioned about the robot. I mean, that's when I think it finally dawned on Pat, like, what is going on with this dude? Right. Yeah. Well, we know that Brainwave, once he got his memories back, remembered everything. So I'm sure that he informed them that, yes, Pat has this robot. So <laughs> be wary. Oh, right. Took me a second. I forgot that. It, oh, well, Crusher actually like fought the robot kind of anyway. Right. He saw it. Yeah. He didn't fight it. That's when they ran was when the robot showed up in their first encounter with the, the young JSA. Yeah. Well, you know what? You may be strong, but uh, it's yeah. a, what, like three ton? I don't even know how much cars weigh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Multi-ton robot. Yeah. I don't think you're going to take it. You're not Superman. DC. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, they start to get into a scrap and things are just as dicey back at their house as Barb almost gets hit with a tigress crossbow arrow. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And okay, so did she miss on purpose? It was my question. Like she, she wants to play with them first. I don't know because she shot at her head. Right. <laughs> like like Barb was just really lucky. Yeah, she just happened to bend down right at the right time. And of course, Tigress chases Barbara around the house, knocking her around until the staff shows up. And I loved how on several occasions the staff basically catches Barbara in med air to keep her from getting hurt anymore. Right. That was awesome. I'm like, okay, it's working finally in tandem. Like, all right, this is what I need to do. I have to fight the villain. But Courtney also realizes, okay, I need to kind of try to save Mob. And it's like the staff is finally really reading. At least that's what I pulled from it. Like reading what needs to happen. And they're they're working together. It's not just, here's a tool that has a lot of power. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that you're right there. Is did I miss like when they talked about each individual villain? Because those two are really strong, like stronger than they should be. And so is their daughter. Did they mention that at all? And I just miss it. Well, it was in the episode where Courtney took everything out before the rest of the members got any practice in. So I don't really think that Pat got to explain each individual's strengths 
like he wanted to. Ah, uh, okay. This and is- their daughter, I feel like they were just having her work out a lot. Like she probably <laughs> has some like underlying crazy power. But I think it was more like they had her like seriously crazy working out. Mm. Like they do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. true. <laughs> so meanwhile, back at the auto shop, Crusher invites Pat to go old school and join him in a fist fight where Pat actually does get a few decent shots in. I was actually happy they did this. Right. I know that sounds stupid, <laughs> but I'm like, if they're going with, I guess, weapons, like we already seen that sports master. I can't get past that name. Yeah. But that he's got like head and shoulders above Pat at that point, but like possibly hand to hand. I felt like, all right, Pat might have a chance because Crusher is going to totally underestimate him. Right. So eh, he he got a few shots in. I mean, he did turn that head. Yep, a couple times, but <laughs> in the long run, no match. No. As no. he starts tossing Pat all over the place and slamming him with the door over and over again. Oh, I cringe. I don't know about you two. Oh, yeah, right in the ribs. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, yeah, that door. <laughs> And Crusher gets Pat pinned down and is just about to finish him off when, out of nowhere, Mike shows up with the power drill and right in the back. I thought he got his spine at first. Yeah, that would have been nice. Oh, he's not going anywhere, (laughs) which I would have been okay with. But still, I was like, oh, crap. But then I'm thinking, that was a pretty... Like long drill bit that was on there. Right. I know. <laughs> so I'm Kidney's like, gone. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, didn't he hit something? Where he had to have. <laughs> but like, next thing we know, he just he's walking around like, oh yeah, that hurts. I'm like, dude, yeah. How are you up? <laughs> like seriously, boxers get hit and they're down. They're like, oh, I'm done. Right, and of course that gives Pat the opportunity to get up, snag one of his giant socket wrenches, and clocks Crusher good. And again, is his skull crushed from that? Right, that was a hell of a big socket wrench. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how Pat was able to pick it up. <laughs> He's been working out. Yeah, I guess, or just working with it on stripe. So right, he's so- used to have, having to lift it and torque those bolts. Right. So, yeah. And then when we finally get Mike, like, oh, I wanted Pat to be like, this is what I was trying to tell you. Right. (laughs) But Pat had his bell rung more than once. So I get it. I get it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Back at the house, Court continues to clash with Tigress and Tigress actually gets her pinned when Barb pitches in with a well-wielded piece of pottery to the head of Tigress. I wondered what she had used. I'm just like, I don't know, something broke at work. Yeah. And that gives Courtney the opportunity to zap Tigress through the glass door. And, of course, she looks at her mom and goes, sorry. <laughs> and Barb goes, that was amazing. Right, you are actually going to apologize. Uh, you almost died. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Oh my gosh. All right. So, oh, there's so much. Let's talk about the Injustice Society. And can I just say, every time we see one of them, they're looking at the countdown clock. Right. And I'm like, all right, this is, we get it, guys. You know, it's like shoving it in your face. I get it. We have a countdown. It's crazy. We're jumping ahead. But 
we also hear Henry Sr. then suddenly spell out the plan and we're going to fire up Dr. Ito's machine. It's like, we're going to do this and then the gambler's going to blind the Pentagon and blame it on Moscow. Nobody's going to know what's going on while I'm brainwashing millions of people. But don't worry, because those people, they'll think like us. They'll fight for us if need be, because the rest of the country won't take kindly for the flyover states succession it's like wow yeah (laughs) you don't sound super creepy or anything and i know we're gonna get to it but can i ask you to when they did the test did anybody else want his brain to melt i mean just me (laughs) yeah when he said it it could like melt his spine and stuff like that i'm like come on yeah please (laughs) please (laughs) let it ooze a little out of his nose something yeah i don't know i'm just like be done Oh, my gosh. And uh, when we go over to Jordan's house, oh, my gosh, his parents went from sweet old grandparents to she was never good wife material. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh, these people. Seriously. Like, all I can picture now is like they're trying to lure little kids into their stove and eat them or something. It's like they do not come off nice anymore. And oh, my gosh, when they're like, let's tell Cameron what's going on. It's his birthright. Jordan was definitely not on board with that. Yeah, they're creepy. Makes me wonder then if they have power. Like, what do you guys think? Because I don't know anything about this comic book wise. Yeah, I don't either. But the fact that he has it and his son has it means it had to come from somewhere. Right. It's hereditary. Okay, so the dad does have it. I must have missed how it came. I mean, other we than haven't thing. seen it, but yeah, you have to assume that seeing that Jordan and Cameron both have it, you figure that the grandfather probably does as well. Uh, okay. I wasn't sure if Cameron had it or if maybe he took after his mom and we're lucky well, he's just an artist. They showed that one scene where he was breathing and it was coming, like he was sleeping and I think, and it was coming out of his mouth, like the uh, cold yeah, air. Yeah, it was the restaurant scene with the single bir- uh, cupcake for the mother's oh, oh, was birthday, it, yeah. Didn't, am I like, like, did I have a dream or something? I swear <laughs> to God he was sleeping and it came out of his mouth. Like, I thought that was Jordan. Was it? The sleeping thing. Yeah, I think uh, it was Jordan. Oh, am I confusing it too? I just, I know I've seen the, the son. Right. Like, they hinted at it. So I'm assuming that it came from his dad who came from his parents, one of his parents. Okay. It's just, it's weird. Like, they haven't really talked about it. But then we don't know. This is why we need interdimensional Dave. He has this information. Yeah. <laughs> he is the, the comic book person for us here. But anyway, I got us off track, as always. So... But hey, I was distracted, much like Jordan was distracted by a phone call, with (laughs) bad news, because Sportsmaster and Tigress are not hitting their mark. And holy crap, who does he alert? I mean, looking at the lineup, there's not a whole lot he can do. So he alerts Principal Bowen. And after she decides to kind of, sort of, tell her son about their family secret, just a little bit, when, you know, she's trying to tell him how to silence bullies. Wow. Oh my gosh. I thought that was so weird because like the scene before when, or not the scene before, but it was like when they were around the round table and they wanted to bring the kids in and she's like, no, we said we keep them out. And then she like changed on a dime. Right. 
<laughs> but then I'm thinking, he's not exactly putting the tuba through somebody's you know, eardrum. Like, maybe you should have taught him the violin. I don't know, just a thought. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, really? Somebody's picking on the principal's son? That's kind of a dumb move. Right. But we're going to let that go because there's a lot of dumb bullies. So you can't say it wouldn't happen, right? But she ends up going to the Whitmores, Dugan's, whatever, the house. And Tigress and Portsmaster not too pleased to see her because, listen, you guys screwed up. Jordan sent me and I'm going to have to immobilize them so you don't screw up again. And holy crap, with what happened next, I was like, well, I'm sure that's going to go over like a lead balloon. Oh, yeah. Because Bowen and these two just don't see eye to eye. And she's like, you know what? I don't even know how your your child survives. You two are horrible people. You're wild animals. You're unfit to be parents. And I was like, oh, crap. I don't know about you two, but right there, I'm like, and something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was ironic because she's like, you're just calling them horrible parents. And you basically just told your son to, like, hurt somebody. Right. Like, <laughs> like I, what are you saying? I don't, I don't understand, but. Here's a tinfoil hat for you. I'm guessing that because she has sheltered her son all these years and not tried to push him into something that would take him down the ISA road, that she feels like she has the high ground. Whereas these two have pretty much been setting up their kid to take over both of their spots. Right. But when Tigress decides, yeah, I'm not taking this crap from anybody and just shoots her with an arrow just straight through the heart. I'm like, well, that's not a good thing. I pro clutched. <laughs> I was like, what? Because I was like, we just, I'm like, how? How is this over? <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't expect, well, I did expect it. I was like, uh-oh. But then I, di- I didn't expect that to happen to like so many during this course of the season. Yeah, because basically they've killed off their own. Right. And I feel like Jordan is going to end up taking one or both of them out, which is probably a bad idea since they seem to be the muscle. Because what are you going to have left? The gambler? I don't see him actually out there doing a whole lot. No. (laughs) Physically. I mean, yeah, he can hack away, but if somebody's in your face, there's only so much you can do. Right. Yeah, he's the best of the ISA. So those two decide to leave because we'll just go back to the ISA and we'll figure this out. And we're going to leave the violin case behind because I'm sure that's a bright idea as well. Right. Oh, my gosh. Anybody else? Like, I was just, ugh, lead balloon. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. So let's go back to the lair. And we see Cindy, who apparently they open up her little slot every so often. And she's yelling and begging Henry Sr. to let her out of her cell. Oh, my gosh. And again, okay, if you pearl clutch the last one, Kim, this is where I was kind of like, (gasps) (laughs) because, of course, Senior's blaming Cindy for his son's death, saying, had you kept better tabs on him, I could have saved him. It's like, "Mm, no, could you? When he was all like, I had to end him. Really? Because... I have to have to be 100% on Cindy's side, which is weird, with this moment, because she counters with, well, maybe if you weren't in the hospital drooling and in adult diapers, you could have saved him. Because truth be told, his powers did not come out at all until his dad was in the coma. Right. So not a whole lot that could have happened. But then Senior, oh my gosh, when he tells her that your father sees you nothing more than a failed experiment. I was like, oh, 
And we all feel the same. I was yeah, hand to the throat. I'm like, oh, how could you say that? It's like, you really are cold. You're, I don't know what your wife's seen in you. I was <laughs> exactly. just like, oh. yeah, there was a lot of that happening in that moment. I think even Jason was like, wow, that's harsh. And I think she's <laughs> a better a fighter. I yeah, think she's right? a better fighter than the, even the sports master. Like, I think if given the chance, she could do a lot better. Yeah, Which, I've got a nice little theory about, I mean, this Cindy's storyline can go one of two ways. One being the ISA just basically says, no, we're not going, you know, if Jordan and Henry Sr. survive this next episode and Ito, they're just going to kick her out. Well, Courtney would sure love to have her on her team, and that would be pretty awesome to have her and Wildcat both on the same team. Now, the other option is Jordan and Henry both and Ito pass. And then she becomes the one in charge of the ISA. I kind of felt like it might go where she ends up with the JSA. Right. But based on Dave's theory, the Beauty and the Beast theory that he had, which Kim, (laughs) I don't know if you heard it. It was he thinks that Solomon Grundy is going to actually save Cindy. Yeah, that that maybe she just steps away from all of it. Like those two kind of disappear for a while. Although that's a little weird and creepy. No, she's she's too vengeful for that. But I could see him doing that because his door was like banged open. And there's only a matter of time before he gets out of there. Right. She's locked up, too. Right. So he might be like, just lock people up that are different, you know, or whatever. And save her but um yeah. she's way too vengeful to just be like i'm above it all i'm just disappearing right yeah she would use solomon to knock off whoever she needed to knock off to take over the isa i can see that happening though yep like the more we talk about it it's like yeah uh let's talk about cerebro i mean <laughs> the machine. The- oh my gosh like, that's exactly what i thought second <laughs> The second they walk in, Jason's like, wait, did you flip the shuttle? <laughs> I'm like, no, this is it. He's like, oh, what are they calling it? Is it something similar? I'm like, I don't think they actually called it anything. But it's like, even the platform. Come on, uh, yeah. change it a little bit. <laughs> I know. Make it I look know. like a catwalk. I don't know, anything. And then when they have the back shot where he's in the chair, I'm like, just put a helmet on him. Seriously. <laughs> But yeah, I love that part when he's strapping Brainwave in. And Brainwave doesn't even think twice as he's getting strapped in. He's kind of looking and you you see like a slight question on his face. Like, what are we doing? And then when he's like, well, yeah, your brain and spinal cord just squish possibly. But hey, are you ready to do this? (laughs) I kind of feel like even if he said, I'm not even sure about this, it would have been like, here we go. Yep. Too late. Flip the switch. No take back these, you know, it's like zap. And uh, And there for a second, it looked like maybe it was going to fry brainwave, but mm, I was hoping. Yeah, I guess the extra juice he got from Junior allowed him to survive it. Uh, And then when he's like, I can hear millions of their wretched thoughts. I'm like, come on. (laughs) It's all sorts of creepy, dude. These people are parents of the year, let me tell you. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And from there, we get to go to the cabin. A cabin? I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you go to, like, the JSA layer? But whatever. Maybe this is just me. Well, most of the ISA knows. Well, I don't know if they know where the JSA layer is or not. And the only way this cabin has got to be Barbara's family's cabin. 
Yeah, it's a pretty big cabin, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, whoa, oh, hold on here. <laughs> that's like glamping at that point, don't you think? Like, yeah. I think cabin, and I'm going more like, oh, yeah, horror movie, cabin in the woods, like small like that, though. Right. Not this thing. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> this would be like a house. Just I know. Like, it was nice. <laughs> I was like, I wish. It's bigger than what I'm living in. Yep. Same. I'm not in the woods. <laughs> And so everybody is there when the Whitmores and Dugans show up, except for Justin, who shows up shortly thereafter with KFC. Hey, he's bringing the <laughs> the food. I mean, they probably ate a lot of pheasant anyway, way back in the day. So yeah, he's he's got to work it out. He's got extras. Yes. And we see Chuck suspecting that Henry Sr.'s powers have increased since Junior's death, which... Leads Beth to realize that Yolanda is still hurting over her ex's sacrifice. That's definitely not something you're going to get over quick. No, I wouldn't think so. But question, how is Yolanda getting out other than sneaking out? Like, because her dad was a fan of it. Yeah. I was like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, so they they all left school. Like, I can see the boy. Nobody really pays attention to him. But I don't know about the other two. Those parents... Well, I don't know, because the doctor and the salesman, Beth's parents, kind of, like, they're gone a lot. Right. They seem to pay attention. Like, they were like, where is our breakfast? Yeah. (laughs) They (laughs) seem to pay attention to what she's doing, so I don't know. It doesn't fit the storyline, so I guess. Yeah, it didn't seem weird. Yes. And then we get a scene where Rick gets to explain to a very curious Justin how the ISA killed his parents and figures that it must be because his dad figured out what they were up to and the secret lies within the journal. Of course, Rick can't figure out what the numerical sequence unlocks. Could be a code or a formula. I wanted Justin to have the number. Right. (laughs) That would have been great. Honestly, I thought it was going to end up being, oh, crap. What was the name of of the people in the picture? The seven or the eight, whatever. you're right. I thought it was going to be like that. And he would just be like, yes, thank you. Have you tried seven? You know, just like something like that. And Rick just, I wanted that. So Rick would just have that, that look of, wow. Right. It was right in front of me, although it really wasn't. It ends up being even more white in front of him, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, how did you not try that? that, yes. (laughs) But before we get there, we get to see Mike and Courtney have a little heart-to-heart, and Mike seems to be a little jealous of Courtney because he thinks, well, what if I'd have been the first one to find the staff? <laughs> Which is why I wanted to pull her to pull out a bag because I swear one of those bags was that she grabbed was the bag of all the miscellaneous right. items. The rest of the stuff. Like here, feel around in here, see yeah. if anything grabs you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not literally, but I don't know. I still feel like his attitude. It's going to be something with that pen. Right. It could be. Of course, he grabs the staff and nothing happens. Which Courtney could have been pretty childish about that and kind of giving him a, a na-na-na-na-na boo-boo type thing. <laughs> but she didn't, so at least she's grown up a little bit more since the beginning of the season. But of course, well, Mike... You get your butt whipped enough. Yeah. But Mike hopes that someday he can do something for the JSA because, of course, his dad built Stripe. Oh. Yeah, and not like Pat's got superpowers. That's right. And then we get another conversation between barb and pat about why he didn't tell her about his past 
before they got married. And Pat tells her, hey, everybody I knew was dead. I mean, I thought this was all over. I thought that was interesting. Kim, I don't know about you, but like, if you're just, not just meeting somebody, but like, okay, you're dating, you still don't know everything about that person. Nope. And are you just going to be like, oh, by the way, I used to be a sidekick. For a superhero? No. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not exactly something I think that's going to come up over a milkshake. Right. Plus, it's not always believable. Like, you think she, like, she didn't even really believe until she saw. Right. So. Even when she did see it. (laughs) It's true. No, she had to disprove everything and bring in our weird douchey dad. Oh, my God. Yes. But he tells her that their family was all that mattered to him. And so they agree that they want to try to make their marriage work. Well, let's I hope so. I feel like you're in up to your eyeballs at this point. Really? Right, you're going to be yeah. like, you know what? No, I'm going to walk away because I'm sure Jordan's not going to try to kill me then. Right. What? And then we see Pat up checking on Rick. And of course... Rick's telling him that it's not any of their birthdays, and like a V8, it hits Pat. Oh, your dad had a Mustang. Try that. And And that makes sense when you go back to that first episode that we see with them, and he gives them like that little Hot Wheels car. It's like, this is really important. I honestly thought it was going to be something in the car, right? like a little secret compartment. But yeah, that makes sense. And of course, 1966 cracks the code. But yeah, how did he not think of that when he was running through everything else? Right. He's everything been that trying had to do with for, his family. He yeah, had days. Birthdays <laughs> and the car. That was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> sure wouldn't have had anything to do with that dick of an uncle he had. Oh, right? Gosh, this guy's <laughs> a jerk. And I kind of feel bad. Why did they just kind of throw Justin in and then he's like, I'm going to go clean the bathroom? It's like, what? <laughs> he's on. a janitor. Come on. <laughs> I get it, but all right, Courtney needs to like let him hold the staff and open up his napsis or something. Like right. something's got to happen here because I feel so bad for that guy right now. It seems like they're doing a lot of character like build up for the upcoming season. Like they're putting little pieces on there for us, and it's going to develop. I'm assuming in season two, whenever that'll be. Right. I don't want to wait, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what they're they're doing. It's going to be like 2024 before oh we get gosh. the next. Yeah, we're going to be the first woman's going to be landing on the moon from the Artemis project, right. but we might get season two. Although, <laughs> to be fair, we probably won't get the next season of Sherlock until they land on Mars. So you know, right. we're fine. <laughs> Anyway, what's the plan? Chuck decides, all right, I'm going to help out. I can't say decides. He was kind of told, but whatever. He scans the formula and translates everything into blueprints for the network of tunnels that the ISA is using. Those are a hell of a lot of tunnels. I wouldn't say blueprints, but tunnels and giant areas underneath this town. How has nobody noticed this? Like, (laughs) ever. (laughs) Does no nobody ever have to go into the sewers to fix anything? I, I don't know. It just seems odd. Or do they control just absolutely everything? But whatever. Here's a leap. They figured out it's a giant synaptic amplifier to transmit brainwaves, brainwaves. <laughs> and okay, let's analyze the map. There's ways in and out. And Stripe can get in using entrance by the river. And Courtney's going to go with. And hey, Rick and Yolanda, Justin, you're going to cause a distraction and come in from the opposite way, which I'm assuming the opposite is Dr. Ito's house because right. that seemed to pop up. 
which why would they be selling that house, by the way? I feel like they would still be holding on to it. But whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm taking jumps here. And Beth is going to run comms as much as she can and hopefully hack into the bad guy's computer and shut it down. But we have to do that from Barbara's office. So Barbara decides to pipe up and say she's joining too because nobody knows that building better than me. You're literally taking her into your office. Right. It's not like you're searching. Do you think that's where the gambler is? You're going to go fight him? Or are you just like, here, This here's my room that I have in this building. Have at it. And obviously, she's just not paranoid enough because she doesn't have her camera on her computer covered. Right. That out there too. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike, too. Oh, what do I get to do? You have the most important job of all. You get to watch the dog. And at first, she's like, well, that's all I get to do? You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, thinking about it, yeah, dude, you don't want anybody to know. You don't want them to know where you are. You hide out as long as you can, and yeah, you better protect that dog, because if we lose another animal on any of these shows that I watch, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Just say it. And that dog is adorable with his little fat face. Yeah. <laughs> wrinkly butt anyway as the teams make their approach everywhere beth hacks into the isa computers and i say hacks in because that seemed a little too easy yes but she finds their manifesto the new constitution if you will and it has such horrible and disgusting things such as (laughs) combating global warming forcing people to embrace solar and wind power ending discrimination Supporting universal health care. Wait a second. (laughs) How evil. Right? Are we on the wrong side of this? (laughs) I love it when Rick's like, hey, Pat, are you sure they're the bad guys? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then we get the bad guy part of this when Chuck interrupts them. And he's like, well, you know, the machine only affects fully developed minds, meaning adults, and also about 25 million of them will probably die because they're resisting too hard. Okay, there's the evil portion. Yeah. Then the gambler pops up. He's like, hidey ho. <laughs> I'm going to hack your hack of our hack. It's like, well, okay, stop. Don't. You, my brain's going to turn to mush if you don't. And as he's taunting her about the countdown timer, which, oh, that's not when it's going to start, darling. That's when it finally completes. It's like, oh, crap on toast. We only got 30 minutes because Brainwave is already doing stuff. And as this happens, we turn our heads to Barbara. And she's got that weird, like, I'm I'm guessing nobody in the real world is seeing this. We're just seeing this so we know what's going on. Right. But, like, their eyes are, like, staticky TVs kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Cause she's staring off and up. I was laughing because when I totally zone out, I totally, <laughs> I totally like turn my head like that and kind of stare off. I'm like, oh my God, so do I. <laughs> it's brainwave. He's got us all. <laughs> I just kept thinking, I'm like, that is totally what I do when I start zoning out. I'm like, what oh, crap. But oh no, because it's not just Barbara. Nope. It's Justin. And again, oh crap, it's Pat. And Pat's in Stripe. And Brainwave has figured out, oh, you know what? I've taken over minds, including Pat. So now Stripe is going to be a fighter for the bad guys. At least that's what it looks like. Yep. Mm-hmm. As Courtney's like, Pat, are, are you okay? And we see the first 
fist of stripe thrown in Stargirl's direction. And scene. What? (laughs) I would have much preferred it not to work on Justin. Right. Because his mind is, it's, it's not that it's not fully developed, but it is not. It's clearly missing something. Right. It would have been cool if it wasn't working on him. And it may not completely work on him. I still think he might be useful. Now, I don't know how Beth is going to get away from Barb. Oh, well, hopefully Beth is just going to like, yeah, sneak out of there like (laughs) tiptoe before Barb pops her head up. But I really hope that Dave is right. He had mentioned that he thinks because Justin touched the staff, and it helped him remember stuff that it'll help break whatever we assume it's Ito, whatever he's done to Justin. Right. So I'm hoping that he's right and that the staff is going to be able to bring back Justin and Pat and Barb. I mean, Barb right now is not top priority because she's not one of your fighters right there. But right. we're still hoping that it brings it. But I'm thinking if the staff has to touch him and Pat's in stripe, that's going to be really hard to have happen right and maybe that's how solomon gets out is stripe rips the door off oh and then we get to see them battle (laughs) or maybe here's a thought i love i start throwing like just building off of this like they're fighting in in the hallway somehow and then you know how he has that rocket launch hand right like it she ducks and it hits the door that way yeah I don't know. Kim, what do you think? I just, I don't understand one, why it's not, well, I guess I do kind of understand why it's not affecting the JSA. I mean, Braidwave can't do everything, right? So he's concentrating on like billions of people. Like, I I just don't feel like he could protect them as well from it. Or did they swallow some magic pill? I was (laughs) wondering that actually. Like, how the (laughs) heck did the Injustice Society, like, they're not being affected. But maybe they all have little metal thingies on their head, like Ito put on Brainwave's head. I don't think Brainwave's even focusing on controlling them yet. Now, could it happen? Oh, yeah, it could very well happen. Oh, that's right. He has to actually focus on, well, yeah, I guess he has to focus on the mass. Right. And I I guess he could eliminate them. That's a lot. Yeah. I still think that Ito did something to Brainwave. And so maybe it's something in his programming like that keeps them safe. Right. And it very well could be. I think he's done something to all of them. Like, honestly, there's no way that a sportsmaster would get up after taking the thing to the back. Like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, I think he's yeah. experimented on all of them personally, like, cause he can heal uh, and his daughter can uh, very quickly. So, but that's just my random theory. I don't know anything about these characters, like from the comics. So I'm not sure. That's an interesting thought though, that if yep. he's done something so that they can all heal, but maybe not to the same extent as Courtney. Hmm, what does this mean for our our children in the JSA? Yeah. Are they really going to be able to defeat them at any point? I'm hoping for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I don't know. Because who knows how it's going to turn out if Justin ends up fighting Courtney. I think it'll be bad. I don't know. Maybe his son will come and try to save Courtney. There's so many what ifs happening. And we have one episode. Right. <laughs> it's not going to wrap it all up. No, no. it's not. <laughs> we know it's not. No. And we'll probably get some unbelievable cliffhanger so we won't know who's alive and who's not until 
episode one of season two, which might be in two years. Yeah. But at least we know we have a season two. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the CW will never get rid of any DC show. It nope. just won't. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, like, look at what they, they just keep adding. They they don't have the room and they keep adding. Well, Supernatural won't be on anymore. Right. Yeah, I think this is Arrow's <laughs> last season, too. Yeah, but I think they've added several shows. Yeah, they have. <laughs> It's like the never-ending DC. And then we're going to have more DC. Don't they have a second streaming service coming out? I have no the idea. DC Fandom or something like that? There's a lot of stuff happening. I don't know. But DC fans, let us know. Shoot us an email. At contact us at fangirlzone.com if you know what's going on. Because we'd love to find out and know your thoughts and any comments you have on the season and series and what is different from the book. I know there is a comic book that's going to be released. I want to say it was ISA Year One. I could be wrong with the name, but it's supposed to show ISA, JSA, and the JLA all together. So that is coming out soon. I just seen a quick little snippet like it was this the cover picture and i cannot for the life of me remember so check your local comic book store and see what's going on there i'm gonna have to look for it because i need a little bit background on these characters yeah yeah (laughs) i gotta call my local one see which one's open still with all of this craziness happening in the world but while i research that if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing us on itunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us Tell your friends about the show. They can totally binge now. At this point, they can binge the whole season because they can watch the finale with you. And you guys can tell us your thoughts on everything. Because like I said before, I was not expecting this show to to be this good. And off air, Kim had actually thought pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I I have no problem eating crow. When I saw the first trailer, I was like, that looks a little silly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it brought it. And it's a show that I really, really enjoy. And I can't wait for the second season. Yes. Yeah, you got to trust Beeman and Jeff Johns. And with any luck, we will get a Comic-Con soon (laughs) before the season and we'll get a panel with these people. That would be great. I was really hoping we were going to get a panel, but that didn't happen. I thought thought CW was going to have a huge thing. Just didn't happen for San Diego Comic-Con. So fingers crossed we'll get something before the next episode or next season, not episode. (laughs) New York, maybe. Maybe. That'll be nice. But Kim, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Oh, thank you. You can find me over at www.thenerdelement.com or all forms social media at The Nerd Element. And you guys know to head over to www.fangirlzone.com to our contacts page to find out every place we are. You can shoot us emails. You can tweet with us. You can shoot us random stuff on Tumblr. We love all of it. And for this episode of Star Power, I am Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. Why isn't there a brainwave blocking circuit on Stripe? And until next time.